Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bob Stoffer with you along with Brendan Escott, Jeff Walker. Uh, Reed Wilkins is going to join us momentarily. When we talk about Brent Ridge Ford and their presence awards for customer satisfaction, their full transparency and their customer care after the purchase, another big factor in the success of Brent Ridge Ford Auto Task when where cars cost less, like any great franchise, is stability. Here's some legacy level stats for you. Service manager Kevin started back in 1998. Sales manager Chris, the Flames fan in 1999. And Uncle Milt, the rookie, joined in 2002. I know from personal experience, the whole Brent Ridge Ford staff is committed to ensuring your customer experience is a positive one. Brent Ridge Ford, your Ford truck authority on the Auto Mile in Wetaskiwin. Cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. All right, you can Text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line 780-496-0063. The Fizzler. Two days in a row from the Fizzler. Bob, I enjoy hearing your stories about the University of Alberta. I somehow think he's being a little bit of a smart aleck on that one. Well, that's just saying it's it's interesting. They struggle at the best to um, draw, and then they have an event where they actually have engagement from the media, and they chase them off. It's such a typical youth sports concept. It just isn't always the way it is. Justice from Saskatoon says, Bob, I'm not always one to say this, but I thought I think a big physical presence would be a great look for the bottom six. That being said, Adam Ernie's fought a couple times with the Oilers so far has played a physical game. However, I don't see him being an intimidating player. Not sure. Do we have Reed Wilkins, uh, Brennan Escott back at, uh, is he joined us in studio or is he coming aboard around uh, 47, 48? Uh, probably 45. Yeah, give us a couple minutes just to shoot the breeze, you and I. All right. Well, let's get to it. So we, we sort of broached the subject. Uh, John Shannon was quite particular. He thinks it's going to be right shot to you. I mean, really, at the end of the day here, uh, we know the owners have a good team, but this show's called Oilers now. People listening to the show that are engaged in the program want the Oilers to win the Stanley Cup. And uh, it is early in the season. The Cody CC of two years ago in the second half of the year and in the playoffs that year, that's a guy you'd want. But unfortunately for Cody, he had a tough season in the back half of last year. Uh, there were some tough moments through the first three games for all the Oilers' defense. I think a lot of people wonder, John Shannon saying he's not sold, that Bouchard's ready for first-pairing D-man time. And then the, the question is, what's the cost for a right-shot D? Now, I mention this by saying, first of all, I know people have mentioned Brett Pesci, 
I don't see Brett Pashy being particularly open to a Canadian market long term. And I think if you're going to give up significant draft capital in a deal like that, like a first rounder, you don't want it just for a rental. I, I think you're hoping that you can get a you know a team to maybe eat a little bit of money. Do you think there's a deal out there for the orders that they could create? And they would have to move some money out in any kind of deal. But do you think there's a deal out there where they could get a decently priced, basically, second pairing right shot D that could play a shutdown role? I guess that's ultimately the question with a little bit of term left. Because then it's worth giving up a first rounder and maybe another prospect. What do you think, Brendan? Well, I'm, I'm just looking at guys, who, and I was looking at those contracts who expired this year. But even if I look ahead to those who are expiring next year and, and players that might be available, there's, there's still not a ton. Of, it's just not a league in which that role is is uh, easily filled. Guess who's available in two years' time via free agency? It's it's guys like Evan Bouchard and Cody Ceci, right? Or old familiar Adam Larson, you know? These are the right-shot defensemen that are, are coming up. Or David Savard at 35 years old by that point. So... Uh, it's it's going to be real interesting seeing how they go about uh, improving the right side in particular because uh, I, I don't know. It might end up being a rental based on what I'm seeing here for next year or maybe even the yeah, year. I, I hate to crunch seeing the first rounders go for rentals. The Leafs did that mm-hmm. with Nick Felino. It backfired on them. Florida did that with Ben Sherratt two years ago. Backfired on them. Uh, you know, and now that said, I, I, I don't, this is isn't a particularly sexy draft coming up either. And if you're the Oilers, you're hoping to be a Final Four team, so your pick ends up in a draft position where it was a couple of years ago when the Oilers slid down four spots to execute the Cassian trade. And isn't it interesting with the Cassian trade? At the time that he signed a contract extension, he was basically double-digit goals two years in a row without any power play time. And he got $3.2 million on a four-year deal. And in the end, you know, the Oilers had to package him with a second and third to get out of the contract for Zach, and I know there's some people out there with revisionist history. There's some people that legitimately said that's a deal that will not age well for the Oilers, that he's benefiting from playing with McDavid and Drysaddle, that McDavid Drysaddle factor. Um, and then there's some others that said, no, it makes sense. You need the physicality. So the secondary question I have for you, Brennan, is do the Oilers need more physicality in the bottom six? I personally think they do. Yeah, I'll mention we got Reed in the booth now as well, but ab- absolutely, it's been something that they've been devoid of for a while, and and clean cost and made up for a lot of that, and that was a surprise last year. So how do you yeah. go out and, and find another diamond in the rough? How do you go mine a Brett Murray out of, of Buffalo, for example? Where where do you go? Because again, I say these guys are really hard to find in the NHL, it's because you need them to be able to play a little bit of hockey as well. So I, I think you get your your eyes set firmly on maybe a, a gritty veteran sort of pluckable AHL guy and, and see what he can do because uh, it doesn't seem like there's a ton of available stuff otherwise. I guess what's interesting to me about Murray is we talked a lot about him, Brendan, two years ago. I would have thought he would have taken a step forward for Buffalo. He has not. I I don't think he's anywhere near as good a fighter with Costin. Like, Costin's a legit... I mean, you saw that fight with Cabranson. Let's bring Reed Wilkins in. He's got inside sports coming up a little bit later on, Reed. Uh, Welcome back to the show, and thank you for pinch hitting tomorrow, and we'll discuss uh, maybe early tomorrow morning how we'll make it all work. uh, Too early, baby. 
Okay, well, <laughs> I already did the script. What do you mean? You guys just have to show up and turn the mic on. Are you going to be on? Oh, all is that, that there? There we go. Well, thank you for that. But uh, one of the interviews is going to be pre-taped, possibly too. So, Reed, what do you think they need? Like, is it right defense? I mean, you look at the left side of the defense, and they've got Nurse Ekholm and Kulak. They have they've got the left side of the defense under control here. They're bringing along Broberg. They want to see what he can do here. He's played the last couple games. De Herne, in fairness, fought in his first game. I know there's some guys that hate to see a guy get pulled after he fights. Um, CC after one game is back to playing with Darnell Nurse. Where's your headspace at in terms of you know? And I know we're just three. Is it too early in the season, or can you already sort of address where the organizational need is most likely to be? What do you think? Well, I think it's a little too early in the season to say, "Oh, they got to do something now." I mean, I, I think I know the home and home against Vancouver was very disappointing, especially the first game. I think we saw last night what they're going to be able to do, especially that they're going to be able to feast on probably the bottom 12 teams in the league and bank a lot of points that way. But I think that it's it's fair to project what they might need. I mean, look, I think last year at this time, we kind of knew they might need a Nick Bukestad-type player. We didn't know necessarily it was going to be exactly Nick Bukestad, and we knew they might want to upgrade the defense, which I think they did to a greater degree than we even thought was possible. I, 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 look, here's what I think, Bob. I'm going to throw another name, and I'm not saying this specific player, but I'm going to circle back to a name I threw out on the blue line last year. Do you remember who it was? Do you remember who I was talking about? And then he went to Toronto. McCabe? Luke Shen. Yeah. So that's style. Uh, I mean, he's yeah. a hitter and he's got uh, yeah, experience. Yeah, I just, I I just mentioned just before, just before the 630 news. Oh, sorry. Okay. I, but now what's interesting with Luke Shen, Reed, is three years ago we would have completely disagreed with you. He almost reinvented himself as a second as a second pairing right shot D and that's how he got himself the deal he got what is it three years at 2.75 million with the Nashville Predators right so that's now maybe out, out prices the Oilers perhaps or, or takes them out. right so but I that type of player yes like we have uh uh right now Nick has texted us and say hey guys what about Matthew Dumba I don't think Matthew Dumba's the right guy okay now maybe things change um Matthew Dumba's a good... To me, Matthew Dumba's a, a, a bit like a smaller, less physical... That said, he does hit guys. When he gets them, he gets them good. Mm-hmm. But he's a bit like... Like, you watch Darnell Nurse play, and I want Darnell to be better defensively and be become a shutdown guy. But I think he needs a stabilizer as a right-pairing guy. If he, and I think the hope was CC would get back to the... Now, we're only three games into the season. You know, and we're not a hundred percent sure with where we're at with Broberg, but I totally concur with the concept of that type of player. And then the Just other, not- the other type of player is, and I'm going to because this is somebody who is universally despised in oil country. The other type of player is Corey Perry, because I, if <laughs> to me up up front, Bob. Yes, physicality and all that kind of stuff, but I'm going to go back to the Vegas series. They need a couple more miserable bastards. Like nice guys off the ice who, I think we can say that after six, nice guys off the ice who just turn into complete tyrants when they put on hockey equipment. And Vegas had a little more grease to their game 
was a little no more question. willing to cross the line. Now, the Oilers are capable of doing that, and maybe they just didn't play best at the right time. But to me, if the Oilers could add a veteran right shot hitter on defense and uh, a veteran who's maybe been through some playoff wars and who just would skate over his old grandma to get to the Stanley Cup, that's the two guys. Well, the problem with Perry is he's a four. What, what, what's his cap hit? Is he, did they not sign him to like a huge deal? Both him and Felino got ridiculous money. So, Reed, stay with saying, us. We're going to go to break. Come, come back with this day in Oilers history. Brendan will have that. You can set up tonight's edition of Inside Sports when we return. Six forty-seven in Edmonton. Bob Stop joining you from Philadelphia. The Oilers and the Flyers tomorrow. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. You can get their new Canadian club sandwich with chicken, ham, bacon, ranch, lettuce, and tomato. You can visit royalpizza.ca where the Stopper recommendation is Mediterranean chicken. Uh, Reed Wilkins likes the meat lovers, and Brendan Escott likes the Texan. Uh, NHL Today update for Elite. It is Ottawa 5 and Washington 1. Jeff Walker just telling me that uh, a player I really like, Mark Kasselik, dropping the gloves with Tom Wilson in that game. Detroit leads Pittsburgh by a score of 2-1. to one. All right. Um, we're going to go to list Dan Oilers history. It's presented by New West Travel. Again, we've added basically a suite for our three-day roadie to Montreal. It's in January to see the Oilers and then the Habs. You can reach out to New West Travel at newwesttravel.com. And back in the 630 Jed Studios. Here's Brendan Escott with his Dan Oilers history. I think uh, Kastelik actually had Tom Wilson leaking in that fight as well. Uh, we'll I love to, him. We'll go back to 2005. I, I wonder if he's a name. Hopefully he's on the Oilers hit list. They can't. Uh, uh, no, Brendan. No dice. DJ Smith loves him. Uh, loves him. That's disappointing. Well, let's find somebody like him. Uh, 2005, the Oilers retired Paul Coffey's number seven prior to a game against the Phoenix Coyotes. Team's first round pick, a sixth overall in 1980. Coffey was inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame in 2004 after a 21-year career. Spent his first seven years in Edmonton, 669 points in 532 regular season games and four Stanley Cups. Coyotes won that game, though, 4-3 in overtime. Uh, Paul Coffey now a special advisor uh, to Edmonton Oilers owner Daryl Cates and uh, was part of the recruiting process to bring Jeff Jackson over from Wasserman. Those were the details that were supplied by the Oilers organization at the time that Jackson was announced as coming aboard in early August. Reed Wilkins has inside sports tonight. What do you got shaking, Reed? Well, Bob, I went to Commonwealth Stadium earlier today and I spoke to Kevin Lowe and Stu Ballantyne as the setup is underway for the Heritage Classic. So I, I got Stu's perspective kind of from a... Uh, a little bit of behind the scenes and and getting the setup going and then uh, get a couple of memories from Kalo. And I also talked to him, Bob, about Huddy and Waite, who are going into the Oilers Hall of Fame uh, officially in in eight days. Uh, Obviously, he has pretty good perspective of both those players. And Luke Gazdick is on tonight uh, talking about the uh, Oilers' uh, victory over the Predators, a little bit on uh, McDavid's goal, Dreisaitl, Campbell, and uh, Luke also will weigh in on Warren Fogle, who had a nice game yesterday. Well, again, Brad Holland targeted both Hyman and Fogle. Hyman was fantastic. How about that, Brendan? We went uh, an hour and uh, almost two hours on the show. 110 minutes, and we never mentioned Connor McDavid's goal. Just think about that for a second. You know why we haven't mentioned it yet? Because the defenseman should have picked the puck up off the wall. What was he Okay, doing? it's not just that. <laughs> We're so used to it. We're so used. Why are you so cynical, Brendan? 
Have, have some joy. Well, I, I, that was for the humor. Um, yeah, it's because he makes the improbable seem normal. That's yes, right. he does. So, Brendan, are you uh, are you out of town for the next couple of days? I am heading to the homeland. I'm heading to Kamloops on a plane tomorrow. So you will not hear from me until Saturday, but I will be hosting the Countdown to Kickoff show ahead of the final Elks game of the season. That one, though, is on Kissin' Country 103.9 because, of course, you guys have the hockey game. It's the Jets in town that night here on Chad. All right, tomorrow, uh, Ron McLean for Century Casino Sports Bar, Louis DeBrus for GCL Diesel, and Flyers President Keith Jones will join us. Reed Wilkins will uh, help out on that front. Special thanks to Jeff Walker today. Up next, the Global News Weather Traffic Update with Thomas Dias, and as Reed mentioned, he has inside sports. Up next, you'll hear from Kevin Lowe and Stu Ballantyne. So long, everybody, from Philly.